BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. What's up? Laura, what do you got? So there's always a debate, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with Latinos or Hispanic or Latinx. You know, there's three terms that sometimes we like and sometimes we don't. So mm-hmm. I am trying to find it because, you know, your girl's a little busy, so I apologize. Was it Gallup? You want the thing I sent <laughs> yeah, you earlier? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, guys. I'll resend it. Here, it <laughs> it's like, I apologize. I'm not <laughs> even, I'm not even. It's been one of those kinds of days. Did he I'm sing like, you like a blue So basically, I'll, I'll start you up. Gallup did a poll mm-hmm. and asked uh, Hispanics or Latinos or Latinx people. Mm-hmm. Um, Got it. What their preference is as far as how they would like to be referred to, Laura. Correct. So 57% answered Hispanic, 37% answered Latino, 5% Latinx, and no opinion, 2%. So then I was like, okay, hold up. Because for me, at least for me, and I told you guys that I had a story. Like, I remember, you know, growing up, my mom would always be like, it is Mexicana. Like, you're Mexican, right? You're American. You're Mexican-American. Like, it wasn't a big deal for us to say anything else. When I got to high school, I got into Mecha and I was Chicana and they explained all the context behind that. But it wasn't until like maybe I was in like high school where like the Hispanic word Latino came about. And it was because, you know, it's easier to group all of us together and say like, yo, instead of individually saying, eres Dominicano, eres Puerto Riqueño, eres Cubano, eres Salvadoreño, eres, you know, and we can keep going. Sorry if I didn't shout out your country. Like there's a lot of us. Right. So mm-hmm. it was just a way to group us together. Now, I remember going to the mall. And these two really handsome guys came up and they're like, oh, where are you guys girls from? We're like, oh, we're Latina, you know, whatever. My girl is darker skin tone, so everybody always thought she was half black, but she's full, you know, her parents are Mexican. I'm Mexican, so we're like, oh, we're we're Latinas. It was so simple for us to say. They're like, oh, yeah, what part? Like, where, where are your fam from? And we're like, oh, Mexico. And they looked at us with such disgust and said, you guys are not Latinas. It ain't Mexicanas. And I was like, whoa. Mm. So I learned. Really- they were offended that yes. you would say Latinas is not Mexican. Yep. Huh? So a lot because of people. Because they were also Mexican. No. They, oh, no. One of the guys was uh, Cuban and Puerto Rican, and the other one was Dominican and black. So they. See, because felt- I don't think of it that way. I think of, La- okay, Latino is someone from a Latin American country. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is where the word derives from. Right. So Mexico would be included in that. Well, Mm. I, I, I unless you're saying that you know that even though they're part of North America, they they're not part of Latin America. I guess I don't that, know. I mean, because I've always assumed that even though they're part of North America, that they are still kind of, in my opinion, also part of Latin America. Right. So it it just it, look it gets into this very tedious kind of conversation and like you know like I said yeah. I'm not gonna go in the weeds but I could because it's a philosophical question as right. well. But it's just a lot of people don't like it because Hispanic doesn't necessarily mean that you're Latino, it means... You, no, it's you from a Spanish-speaking country. Right. right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So a lot of people are like, well, you know, Spain came and was oppressive to right. my people, so I'm right. not going to claim the word Hispanic. So it right. just depends and they're, and they're, and they're Spaniards are also not Latino. Right. Nope. Like Brazilians. Right. 
Right, they and, are and Latino, no Brazilians. They are, the Brazilians not, are Latino, but they're not, but they're not Hispanic. But don't right. call them Latino because then they get mad. Like I. Oh, they get really mad. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like they, they get, get really mad. mad. Or Argentina. They go do the lambada on you. Yeah, they. It's a whole conversation about this. Y'all know, like. It's, it's not a simple conversation. Yeah, and by the way, look, I, I know the young people like to be called Latinx. I've never called myself that. I don't care if you call me Latinx or not. Like, here's the other thing. I'm probably part of that 2% of no opinion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Facts. in the sense of, like, I don't care. You know, like, I don't, you can call me Hispanic, Latino. It's not going to offend me uh, mm-hmm. in any which way uh, or, or, you know, it, it's just not. It's like, it doesn't matter to me which one you want to use. Like, I, I feel like. Whichever one you want to be called, just let me know and I'll call you that, you know? I, I think the thing that I found interesting, and it really opened my eyes when I went to Cuba, was the racial and socioeconomic aspect of also which names you prefer to be associated yep. with. And, you know, George, as you insinuated, you know, people who are from Spain, for instance, they don't want any of those those labels. <laughs> no. I'm a Spaniard. Don't be, you know, doing blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And we all know about the colorization dividend. And we talked about it, Laura, in terms yep. of like In the Heights, the movie. And mm-hmm. it's like going, well, I haven't been to Washington Heights. And I know what I saw when I lived in New York. Right. And I didn't see that in the movie. And there's a lot of conversations in terms of, yeah, you can still be Latina. You can be Latinx. You can be Hispanic. You can be all those things and still be racist. Yeah. <laughs> Within your own group within those conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad somebody else besides black folks got all these labels that they kind of keep up with. Well, I, I, I've actually, it's just funny. I was texting with a friend of mine who's Asian and I was asking him, you know, like I sent him this same thing that I sent you guys earlier about mm-hmm. the Latinos, Hispanics, and Latinx. Uh, and he's like, oh man, yeah, like it, it happens all the time. Like my parents are like Asian American. What does that mean? Like, you know, we're Chinese, you know what I mean? Or like, mm-hmm. or we're Japanese or we're Korean, you know what I mean? Like, and Hispanic people have that stuff too. Latino people have that stuff too. Laura and I have talked about it a lot where it's like, oh no, you're Mexican. Oh, you're Cuban. Oh, you're Venezuelan or you're Guatemalan or whatever. Yeah. And look, it ain't easy. It's, it's complicated. Not, it, 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 it's know? complicated, but it's not when you consider why we are divvied up the way that we are on the, with these labels. Mm-hmm. Because it's really just about what can politicians, how you. can they group, group us up so that they can make their policy pitches easier? Yep. Without right, paying right. Attention, That's exactly what it is. Without yes. paying attention to the fact that people who happen to be from Cuba originally really ain't talking to you about no wall. <laughs> so, right. So right. that's the reason you can't, why. I mean, it's hard to build a wall over water, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So why yes. are you going yes. to Florida and Miami talking about, you know, the wall? Building a wall. <laughs> or it's, not building the wall. That's it, not the right. same issue. And it's crazy, too, now, because, like, for example, I have friends who are Dominican, and I, I you know, we talked about me dating a Puerto Rican. He was really upset when people would be like, oh, you know, you're half, are you half black? Like, what's your other half? He's like, no. Like, soy Taino. Like, I'm from Puerto Rico. And people would be like, Uh Uh-huh, I know, so you're Afro-Latino. And for him, it was such a negative thing to be connected to that. But now there's a big movement of, like, Dominicans and Puerto Ricans and even in Mexico, right, that want to find out, like, yo, my Afro roots, too. Like, I know I have them. We're so mixed. So why do we not embrace it? But there's so much colorism within our community that it's like, "Mm," you know, and we've all talked about that. This is not new to the show. Laura, let me ask you one quick question. What's up? And I'm not, I'm only saying this because I believe it's more it's it's clearly a newer term. Mm-hmm. And um, Latinx, 
Like, I'm okay saying someone if they want to use that. Like, I do know one person who likes, she likes to be referred to that way. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a little younger than me. Um, What's that? Shout out. He wants to shout (laughs) Uh, out. Carolyn. Carolyn. She's Colombian, actually. Uh, Carolyn. Um, I grew up with her brother. She's like, uh, no, Carolyn. It was Carolyn. It ain't, it wasn't Carolina. Um, but she likes to be referred to as Car- as, uh, as Carolyn X as Latin X. Um, that's not like a superhero. So, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout but I, I don't know that she's like the only person that I personally know that likes to be referred to that way. Do you know a lot of people that like I to do. be referred to that I, way? And, I, and I'm not saying it as like like I'm being demeaning towards it. I'm just curious. No, no, I do. So for me, I'm kind of in the same boat with you, George. Like, para mí es like, si me quieres decir, you know, Mex- Mexicana, whatever. Like, I'm not going to take offense to anything because to right. me... You attach a negative connotation to a word, right? So I know what what Hispanic means and all these other things. So do I prefer it? No, but I'm not going to get offended. I don't really care if you call Latinx, Latina, Chicana, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get offended. But I know because I am in school, right? I'm in university. I'm, I'm getting my bachelor's. There's a lot of younger folks that it's like Latinx. You know, they want that X right. in there right. because of the inclusion. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, totally. Like, I get it. So, I mean, I when, when I go into my Zoom meetings with you guys, if you guys notice, I have my pronouns because I, it's, it's just, I've all, I don't know, like with school, it, we're learning a lot, right? So I always ask people, what are your, what are your preferred pronouns? I'm like, oh, thank you. And people really appreciate that. So right. it's kind of the same way now where it's like, well, I don't want to assume that you are Latina or Latino. So to me, it's just, I just ask now. And it's, and it's so you know? simple, right? Yeah. yeah. Just, just ask. But I, I will say the one thing that is a through line, whether you're talking about black people or you're talking about people who are Latino, Hispanic, however you want to identify, mm-hmm. is that the element of white supremacy is still very prevalent because mm-hmm. just as people don't want to be referred to as Afro-Cuban, there were a lot of black people that didn't want to be called African-American. Like, they wanted to distance themselves from Africa, right? Because regardless of where you originate from or where your status in life in this country happens to be, there is still this desire to distance yourself from the motherland. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is an element of white supremacy that may not be at the forefront of this entire conversation, but it has a through line that connects us all. Oh, like, yeah. Why are you so, so bothered by the Afro part? Right. Why are you so bothered by African part? Mm-hmm. Because where do you think your darker skin comes from? Right. <laughs> but we've been taught for so long that things from Africa are primitive. Things of Africa are less than that. There is this desire still, whether consciously or subconsciously, to distance yourself from it, which is sad, obviously. But it's also an element of this conversation, whether you are black, Latino or mm-hmm. et cetera. I guess there is no et cetera. I get things those only two. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no exception. And I know, God, I'm like, <laughs> I took, we took right. this way, yeah, but. I, yeah, I, well, I, I do want to pay off our tease, though, real quick. And by the way, that is What You Need to Know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Um, so, now look, we've been talking about inclusion. Mm-hmm. Robert Ori's ready to exclude Dennis Schroeder, okay? What? Like, that's the reality is he German? I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. German-American. Uh, but. But play Robert Ory today on the jump when asked about Dennis Schroeder and the Lakers, please. You said, they said, oh, I want to return to the Lakers. 
but you wanted to play games. And now you are the disaster of your own game plan. You don't know what you're going to do. You probably lost about $60 million because you didn't sign with the Lakers. Now you probably have to sign a one-year deal because I don't think the Lakers are going to bring them back because they're stacked now. They have no room for you. They're already at the cap space, so you're going to have to find another home and try to start your whole career. He wanted to be a starter in this league. That's now, wherever he goes now, he's going to go back to being a backup. I just hope it doesn't turn out like an IT situation where you pass up all this money and then you can never recoup it. All right, let, let's tackle mm. that conversation mm. on the other side. Let's do that because that was nice. Yeah, well, they, they right. They, somebody added that on the internet. That is not the clean audio, oh, but oh. yeah, I the jump but was getting real. Yo, with. me too. I was no, like, no, music behind like, okay. is on point. For, for like, dramatic effect, they added Nas. Yes, but that is not <laughs> that was not being played on the jump. All right, coming up next, we will discuss that. Get people's thoughts on that. We'll open up the discussion on it uh, in just a moment. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Yes, sir. Sedano so LZ Cap with you here. All right, so Robert Ori said some things. Uh, so if you missed it in the last segment, and uh, I wanted to make sure we at least played it. Can we so play it again? We, uh, yeah, let's hear it again. We're going to play it again with the ether in the with background the that the internet the has added, uh, <laughs> that the Nas track that people the, the internet has added in the background. So Robert Ori, seven-time champion, multi-time champion with the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, was on the jump today and was asked specifically about Dennis Schroeder. Uh, but I wanted to make sure we played it last time. But we'll play it again. If you're just tuning in, here's what he said. You said, they said oh, I want to return to the Lakers, but you wanted to play games. And now you are the disaster of your own game plan. You don't know what you're going to do. You probably lost about $60 million because you didn't sign with the Lakers. Now you probably have to sign a one-year deal because I don't think the Lakers are going to bring them back because they're stacked now. They have no room for you. They're already at the cap space, so you're going to have to find another home and try to start your whole career. He wanted to be a starter in this league. That's now, wherever he goes now, he's going to go back to being a backup. I just hope it doesn't turn out like an IT situation where you pass up all this money and then you can never recoup it. That's exactly what's I mean, going to happen. Mm, that's that's precisely yeah. what is going to happen. He will never, ever, ever recoup that amount of money. And it happens in other sports all the time where a guy, we talked about this yesterday, where a guy chooses to bet on himself, and the next thing you know, um, he goes to another team, but he sat out for a year, and he never recouped the money that he would have made had he played that year. And, by the way, he never got the contract that he thought he was going to get. I'm telling you right now, it's interesting coming from Robert Ori because he's a big name. He's a former star in the NBA. Uh, but it's not dissimilar to what most of us have been probably saying and thinking, which is he really, in a monster way, screwed up not taking that $84 million deal. He didn't screw up by betting on himself. I want to be clear about that. He screwed up by not backing up the bet that he placed on himself. That's the difference. Ain't nothing wrong, and I'm talking from experience, obviously, on betting on yourself. But when I leave ESPN, my game plan is to bring it. So, Shooter, when you decided to walk away from that $84 million, your game plan should have been to straight up bring it. What you did for Laker Nation was give us a big old fat goose egg in a crucial playoff game. That's why you don't, that's why you're not getting no love. It's not because you betting yourself. It's not because 
You were a six-man masquerading as a starter who wanted to be an all-star. It ain't got nothing to do with all of that. It got to do with the fact that when it got down to, all right, you better yourself, show me, you gave us a goose egg. When we needed you to be more. Yep. You know, I think of a guy that will go down in NFL history as being a good quarterback, but he's not going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And that's a guy like Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco had a really good career, something he'll be proud of the rest of his life. But he's not going to the Hall of Fame, but he does have a Super Bowl ring. But if you remember, before the Ravens won the Super Bowl, Joe Flacco had a chance to get a big, fat contract. He said no. He did exactly what you're talking about, LZ. He bet on himself. The Ravens won the Super Bowl, and then he got paid like he was a truly elite NFL quarterback. And I guess maybe for a couple of years you might have said he was, but... The point is, no one's going to mistake Joe Flacco with Tom Brady. But he did bet on himself, and he did exactly what you're saying Schroeder did not do. He actually went and performed and won a Super Bowl and then got paid. When you're betting yourself, man, you got to be able to say what at the end of it. Instead, we were looking at him, George, like, what? Instead of what? Right. It should be what with an exclamation point, and now we're giving him what with a question mark. That's right. So, I mean, I, I feel for him, you know, like because when you go back and you think about that game, like it's not that he didn't try. It's not like he didn't play hard. It wasn't like he, you know, shrunk. He just wasn't effective. And, and when you're asking, Well, he might have shrunk. Well, I mean – I don't. I can't I, dismiss that summarily. I, well, here, this is what I will say: the buckets didn't drop, and some nights it bees like that. You know, you could do everything sure. right and still the shot not fall, and that happens Correct. on every single level, including the pros. I remember famously, and I'm sure everybody else remember famously. You know, Kobe didn't have the greatest game seven, right? Mm-hmm. Shooting was awful. But he rebounded, he played hard, he kept bringing it. So even though the shot wasn't falling, he was bringing other things. So I'm not going to say because you didn't score a lot of points or score efficiently that you shrank for the moment. Sometimes it beats like that. But when you bet on yourself the way that he did, the, the margin of error shrinks tremendously. And those bees like that moments, you really can't afford them on that stage at that moment. Kobe was a made man, so we we were just like going, all right, bees like that. We know what that is. Dennis, you don't have that. You didn't have that. You didn't have the luxury to be able to do that. And it happened to you, and now it's like the league saw it, and they're like going, wait, you want $84 million, but when we really need you, you may not show up? No, nah, we good. Yeah, you know, that game, LZ, that you were talking about, and you've brought it up, and you're right. I mean, it was game five against Phoenix, and he was 0 for 9 from the field, 0 for 4 from three-point range. This is not off memory. I'm reading this. Uh, four total rebounds, okay, and and one assist. So to your point, it wasn't only that he didn't score, he also just didn't contribute positively in that loss. I'll give you another example, though. Think about a guy like Le'Veon Bell, right? Le'Veon Bell thought, hey, I'm the best running back in football. What he really didn't understand was that the Pittsburgh Steelers used him in a way to allow him to use the skills that he had, and those skills were great vision, amazing burst. And so when he told the Steelers, I'm not playing for you, he didn't recoup the 10 or $12 million. He didn't recoup that money that he was going to make that year that he sat out. Then he goes to the Jets, he gets a contract, but he doesn't get the kind of money that he was going to get the year before, 
And then what happens is he eventually flames out and now finds himself out of football. So the point that Robert Ori makes about Dennis Schroeder is he probably cost himself $60 million. As of today, as of right now, Dennis Schroeder cost himself $84 million. We'll know what the total math is when he eventually right. signs. But right now, he's lost $84 million. Yeah, yeah, right. And then whatever he gets in this deal, whether it's a one-year deal or a one-and-one or whatever, right, will be the recuperation, part of the recuperation right. if he can recoup. And you we'll know. see. He's still young. What is he, like 26, 27 years old? He can still, yeah, still recoup young. some of that money, but he'll never be able to recoup all of it because obviously if you don't have the money now, then you're not able to invest it perhaps, and then that turns into, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. We all understand finances. So yeah. at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, he couldn't get it. You know, I mean, he, he you know, he doesn't have as much money to invest in to Ethereum. Invest, like exactly. So like, <laughs> so just getting being able to turn that money into more money, he's limited himself just strictly on that alone. But he is talented. I don't want to, you know, get it twisted. He is talented. And, oh, by the way, he did help the Lakers last season. It's just when we needed him to help us the most, he showed up the least. And that's why he's in the problems that he's in now. But the mistake along the way is, look, if you don't think $84 million is enough to play basketball, and look, guys. That's not a mistake, Cap. No, nope, no, not no, going to do that. No, no. That, that's no, not me, a mistake. No, no, that's not. But let me explain what I think the mistake is. The mistake is, wait a second, that's $84 million to play for the Lakers. That's $84 million to play alongside LeBron and alongside AD. And by the way, this is a long-term relationship because those guys have already signed their deals. I'm going to get to be with AD and LeBron for the next, theoretically, three years, let's call it. And along the way, not only am I going to make the $84 million that the Lakers are going to pay me, but because I'm in Los Angeles, because I'm going to be alongside these guys, because we're going to win and maybe win another title, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be lots of other financial opportunities that I'm going to get in my life. So $84 million is the basketball dollars. Let's talk about the next $16 million that's going to come as part of endorsement deals or whatever else I can get. It's $100 bucks. I mean, to me, that was the mistake, in my opinion, is that he or his, his representatives weren't saying, Let's think about more than just the basketball money. That's what I think the mistake was, LZ. Well, again, I'm not going to you know, fault him for betting on himself because if you really think about it, and George, correct me if I'm wrong, he signed a deal when he was at Atlanta that paid him a good little chunk back then. I think it was like 68, 69, 70, something along the lines. So the $84 million, when you think about it, wasn't a huge raise. Right, so this wasn't someone. This wasn't like THT, who was making like you know less than ten million, was offered eighty four, and said, "No, I want more." It wasn't like that. He was comparing it to what he was already making. So in Oklahoma, in Atlanta, he signed a deal where he, and then he was traded to OKC. It was about fifteen and a half a year for about four years. So what is that? About sixty, yeah, sixty two million or whatever it was, sixty sixty two million in that range. Yeah. yeah so he's thinking. I want a bigger raise. I mean, that's still a pretty big bump, LZ. Twenty-five no, it's, million it's, it's, extra. No, you know? It's a good bump, yeah. but he was looking for a yeah. bigger raise. Yeah, and that's no, he what was. he was betting. Yeah. That's what he was betting on the raise over what he was already making. Because when he signed that deal in Atlanta, he wasn't a six man of the year kind of guy. He wasn't the kind of guy who was finishing second in that award category. So he was looking for a raise that actually reflected where he was now, based upon the money that he was making then. The problem is, of course, as we've been saying at nauseum, 
is that in order to get a bigger raise from where you were, then you need to play a bigger part than where you were. And he did not. I would argue that Schroeder overestimated his own value. You know, like like he looked at the Lakers and thought, you know what? Um, if they don't want to pay me what I think I'm worth, someone else will. And thus far, no one else has. So I'm with you, LZ, in that I like guys, athletes, whomever, people in, in real life that are willing to take the bet on themselves because there's a risk involved in that. Now, you may be listening right now saying, well, if he's already made 60-some-odd million dollars in his career and he's got lots of money in the bank, you know, what kind of risk did he take because he's already living the good life? But seriously, I think that in many ways he overestimated what he was worth to the Lakers because he thought he was worth a lot more and overestimated what somebody else would be willing to pay him because thus far no one has. And based on the amount of free agent signings that happened earlier in the week, the likelihood is no one's paying him other than probably just a one-year type deal. And then he's got to go out and he's got to re-earn it all over again. And now the question is, can he? Will somebody look at him a year from now and go, oh, you know what, we got to have this guy? And then maybe he puts it in my face and he goes, dude, a year later I played for $10 million and I just signed a $150 million contract. I bet on myself and I won. But I will say this, though. If AD's healthy, the Lakers make a long run, maybe even win a championship and repeat, and he's a starting point guard and his numbers look nice, he makes more money. He makes more money. He does. He does. It's what I said about Kuz a couple years ago when he was complaining about his his role. I'm like, dude, if you win a championship, you're going to get paid, bro. They're going to take care of you. <laughs> right. Like, just chill. You chill. Know? Um, I if, know you want to put up numbers, but, they, you know. If, if the Lakers, if AD and LeBron are healthy and the Lakers at least get to the finals, if not repeat, and he is giving you 17, 18 points a game playing alongside LeBron and AD, trust the Knicks would have been like here's 500 zillion dollars please come to us and save us <laughs> yeah right right exactly all right real quick um let's continue this um after we're done with uh big deal or no deal everyone's favorite segment the most popular segment on the show is coming up in just a moment speaking of big deals a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident call my friends at Sam and Ash Law at 800-304-2000 that's 800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right What's right, Greg? First off, I just want to say yesterday you doing that read off the top of your head, Sedano, impressive. Uh, all right. I mean, it's not anyway. that long a read, number one. No, Thank you. but, still, but uh, you didn't have to look at and, it. And so I've done I'm it like 7,000 times already. So <laughs> if I don't memorize it by now, I'm an idiot. Uh, pretty much. All right. So Lionel Messi or Lionel Messi is leaving Barcelona after not being able to reach a financial agreement. Twitter is also now photoshopping him into Laker jerseys, which is pretty funny. <laughs> <I saw that>. <laughs> but is Messi leaving Barcelona a big deal or no deal? It's a huge deal. It is actually the biggest sports story in the world today. Um, if you think that our boys, Stephen A. and Max, on first take go crazy and over the top on sports topics, go watch yourself some soccer talk, okay? Go watch these shows in uh, Spain or in, uh, you know, Mexico or any country that loves soccer. These shows, they make first take seem tame, okay? So this is a huge story. Um, it was weird because there was a deal in place and it was going to be like $600 million or something like that. So for this to happen is wild. I, I'm curious to see the details of it. Was it more him? Was it more them? Because if you're them, why would you want the guy who is 
the greatest soccer player to ever play for your club, arguably the greatest to ever play, to leave your club. And, and he's still playing at a really high level. Like he's still one of the he's still the greatest player in, in soccer right now. Um, it is a strange deal. It's a big deal. There's no doubt about it. I am genuinely curious to see where the hell he goes. It's obviously a huge deal. You're talking about the number one or number two, top one or two guys on the planet playing the biggest game on the planet. And you're right, George, while not all American sports fans are into European soccer, you have to at least appreciate this. I mean, this is LeBron of that sport. And so, and why they weren't able to put this together, and I've been reading about it during the day because I don't really follow it all that much, but the fact that the financials didn't work and that he's going to move on. Yo, somebody at the LAFC, um, yo, when the Galaxy got David Beckham, can somebody get Lionel Messi? Because that would be insanity if he would ever come play in MLS. I know I'm just dreaming, but it is a very big deal. It's a big deal because it reminds us that the pandemic did more than just shut down the world. It shut down money, too. You know, from what I've read, that this wasn't just about, you know, we can't negotiate with you, blah, 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 blah. This was also about the fact that that's a lot of money. And the world has been crippled over the past 18 months financially. And so, you know, it's just a, another indicator that no one is insulated from the tentacles of this pandemic, no matter how great you may be. Remember what the great Kenny Maine tweeted out when he left the ESPN, salary cap casualty. And it looks as if perhaps that's part of this conversation as well. Maybe they looked at the finances and was just like, ah, <laughs> you know, like it's, can't do it's, it. it's a real thing. Can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Next. Uh, I, let me add one more thing uh, okay. to that. Um, I, while I agree with everything everyone has said, I would also add that I remember he wants to play in the U.S. too at some point. Not Not right now. So I think that that could be a sticking point in this deal. Maybe I'm wrong, but I know he wants to play for David Beckham's squad in Miami. And maybe Barcelona's like, nah, bro, we're not going to pay you all this money to, for you to take a couple of years to go there. Like, what, why are we paying that freight? And I think that I could be wrong, but I think that may have at least a little bit to do with it. By the way, speaking of next. soccer, shout out to my boy Landon Donovan, who's getting a statue right next to Beckham. I mean, that, that's really cool. Anytime somebody puts a statue of you um, in front of a sports facility where you played, awesome. Shout out Landon Donovan. All right, Cap, however you feel about South Park, it's not going anywhere. Matt Parker and Trey Stone have signed a massive $900 million deal with Viacom CBS to become the show, to, to keep the show on Comedy Central until 2027, and will include 14 movies over the next six years, all going to Paramount Plus, with two every year, including in 2021. Is this a big deal or no deal? You know, when you first started this, my initial thought was no deal. Like, who really cares? But then you brought up $900 million and all these movies and, and all this streaming. And, you know, listening to what LZ was just talking about, the, how the world has been in many instances financially crippled. Wow, $900 million for this cartoon. So when you said no matter how you feel about it, I, I really don't have a feeling about it. I'm not really much of a South Park watcher. 
But, man, this is a big deal. $900 million. That's a billion dollars for this cartoon and for all this content going forward. Damn, dude. That's a huge deal. They're making more than, 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 than what Messi was going to make. Well, they've been at it longer. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, it's a big deal because it is a sign that, you know, while things, to my previous remarks, have been crippled, that doesn't mean that they've stopped. That there's still some, you know, calculus being factored into the decision-making process. And I'm just going to simply assume that whoever signed that check already has figured out a way to monetize that content, both past and present, in order to justify the spending. And while it's been a minute since I've seen a new episode, if I'm flipping through, I will stop. So I'm going to assume that whatever metrics they're using in order to figure out eyeballs and interest and and time spent watching, whatever that metric is that they bring to advertisers later, they figured out the math and it works for them. Yeah. Oh, listen, their algorithm is incredible. Everyone, whoever the person behind that algorithm was, I would imagine is like a bazillionaire um, or at least has great stock options (laughs) at the company because that is the person that uh, has made the company. I mean, the content matters, of course, but I I think that person is as um, much to as far as credit is concerned, deserves as much credit as almost anyone uh, at the company. So big deal. Yes. Next. All right, LZ, follow me here. Sarah Weaver and her husband bought their dream house recently in Pennsylvania, a farmhouse 30 miles outside of Philadelphia. They bought it in the winter, and on the seller's disclosure, it said, bees in walls. That was it. They overlooked it since they didn't see any bees after inspection. Then comes summer, and the weather warms. Sarah found 450,000 bees in her walls that apparently had been there for 35 years. Jeez. It cost $12,000 to have them relocated. Is this a big deal or no deal? Yeah, it's no deal. How much money did they spend on the house? Oh, I didn't see how much. They, they didn't say how much they spent on the house. I actually have the story. <laughs> well, I, I, kept, know, I kept the story up just in case. <laughs> I just know that a 12000 renovation is nothing. <laughs> That's all I know. So if you're telling me they spent $12,000 to fix something in their house. Yeah, where do they live? That is a big part of the co- equation, yes. The 30 miles outside of, did you say Pennsylvania? Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia. So like a Philly, that's not a suburb 30 miles. No, it's a farmhouse. It's a farmhouse. It's it's a farmhouse with land and and acres and all this. $12,000 is not a lot. Unless you don't make a lot of money. Well, that part is a lot. They didn't do it. They hired somebody. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I'm just right. watching the video now. So, yeah. like, so the story is I spent $12,000 on a renovation on a house I just bought. It was more about the 450,000 bees in their walls. Well, really, it was their <laughs> dumbasses for not reading that. Sir, I mean, come on, man. The 450,000 bees in this house for 30-some-odd years. By the way, those are some old-ass bees, you know? Um, man, uh, if you have a house and you have 450,000 bees... Would you rather live in that house or would you rather pay the 12000 to have those bees removed? I'll pay that twelve grand. i am saying no deal. George? I'm paying the twelve grand too. I'm going no deal. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next. 
All right, this goes back to George Guy Fieri at an auction over the weekend. Dropped Wait, 30, say his that- name again? Guy Fieri. You, you had a little uh, extra pause in there. Yeah. First you time. said fee. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you put yeah. some stank on it. You put some stank <laughs> on it. Yeah, you just gave it. Like, you put, you put, yeah. you put it, as we say in Spanish, you put it. Pusiste el acento en el, en el lugar incorrecto. Hmm. Put the accent in the wrong place. Ah, gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. Guy Fieri at an auction over the weekend, dropped $30,000 on pigs. Bees. Oh, sorry. No, no, close. Pigs. He bought 16 pigs from the auction with one pig being worth 10 grand. Wait, Fieri, what? Oh. Fieri apparently decided to check out the festivities after he received a letter from a student belonging to a local branch of the Future Farmers of America who urged him to stop by the livestock auction that was held at the Sonoma County Fair last weekend. So it was all for a good cause. Is this a big deal or no deal? Okay, so he, he raised the money, basically. He bought the no, pigs no, to no. raise money? Yeah, to, ra- to help raise money for the future farmers of America. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, I mean, it's a big deal. It's nice. I, listen, whenever somebody does something nice, I think it's a, it should be a big deal. We, we focus a lot on the negative. We should focus on when people do positive things. I mean, he's, je- he's done a lot of positive things. I'm, this is just one. Um, but, yeah, I think, so I would say big deal, yes. But $10,000 for a pig <laughs> was like, same with LZ. That's going to be some heli prosciutto right there, dog. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, for sure, but. I yeah. I'm gonna go no deal here. Listen, um, I got it. Very nice gesture, uh, very philanthropic, and I can tell you that guy. I mean, I don't know the exact dollars, but he's it's like he's an NBA free agent. He makes a lot of money. Diners, drive-ins, and dives is a huge. He just made TV. like 90 million, I think, or something right, like 100 right. and something million for like the next several years or whatever. Right. So, so the 30 grand, while it sounds like a lot of money to most of us, okay, uh, you get those bees removed twice over. So, listen, 30 grand's a lot of money, especially just for buying some pigs. But it's like rich people go to, uh, to charity events and they drop money on stuff because they're there to spend money on things, to, to help the charity. So, very sweet guy. Very, very sweet. But I'm not going to say big deal. I'm going no deal. I'm going to say big deal. I'm going to say big deal because while you're right, Cap, people do it all the time. But just because you do it all the time doesn't mean it should be appreciated every time. So I'm going to give him his flowers. It's a big deal because 30 grand is nothing to him, but it means a hell of a lot to those charities. So good on you, guy. Good on you. All right. That is a big deal or no deal. Do you have one more or no? Yeah, I can do another one. All right. Okay, good. I just 400,000 cockroaches were in a house. <laughs> no, no, no more of those. No more of those. I already know that Cap is going to say no deal, so I'm going to skip him and I'm going to go Why? to LZ because you're going to say, say no deal. deal. No, you no you're going to say no deal, because I, right. I know you. Right, the long-awaited on. teaser trailer for Cobra Kai came out today. Do you want to say no deal now? No, it's a big deal. Okay. Long-awaited for me, at least. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. The show's fourth season is all set to air on Netflix in December and will be centered around the All-Valley Tournament again. Is this a big deal or no deal? All right, say it again, Greg, because I was asking Laura a question. I didn't hear the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying so. That way, when you get to me, I know what the hell you're saying. Like, just I said quick. That- the teaser trailer for Cobra Kai came out, and it's going to be the fourth season. It's going to land in, on Netflix in December and be centered around the All-Valley Tournament again, which it hasn't for the last couple seasons. So is that a big okay, deal or cool. no deal? So, LZ, you can go. Oh, I thought, oh I, I, LZ, I, don't I, even I like you, the Karate Kid, man. Come I on. thought George was going to go. No, I didn't say I didn't like the Karate Kid. I just said it wasn't a martial art movie. I mean, come on. <laughs> Karate is in the name. Okay, and... I'm just saying. Seeds are in pumpkin seeds name, and yet we were talking about nuts, and there was Cap. 
So it is what it is. Just, yeah, yeah. Those were was on nuts.com, though. No, it was, yeah, nuts.com. <laughs> on Grab Your Nuts um, Day. I'm 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 gonna say it's a big deal because it's season four, which means somebody was watching the first three seasons, so they must be excited about it. So I'm just gonna transfer what would have been my excitement for something I want to see into to the shoes of something that somebody has seen that they want to see. And if they think it's a big deal, then I'm gonna say, you know what, good on you, big deal. Greg, you think I'm gonna say no deal, right? I do think you're gonna say no deal because you think that, even though I might way. think that. <laughs> I will go counterculture here, and I will say gigantic deal. Oh my God, it's a massive deal. Man, you should do this more often. Manipulated, aren't you? Yeah, just, just I guess so. Like a child. Yeah. Uh, I, look, I think for fans of that show, that's a big deal because the All Valley Tournament is where it all started, you know, right. and that's the centerpiece of all of it. So big deal. So, all right, that is uh, big deal, no deal, each and every day. Most listen to segment here on the show at six thirty. All right, we've got calls. Laura saw a bunch of women at Dodger Stadium <laughs> with booty pads. We have people still holding on to talk booty pads. So mm. we will booty pad you up one last time on the way out here uh, in the final segment. Don Ozzy and Cap with you here. So Laura and Briones and Mason all went to the Dodger game yesterday to watch Max Scherzer. Mason had a contest where he had a listener go there with him. And Laura says she saw a bunch of people, a bunch of ladies, with some booty pads. So we've been asking people, ladies and the gentlemen, about the booty pads. Kaplan wants a booty pad. Uh, but let's go to the phones because these people have been holding on a long damn time. So I want to get to them real quick. And then I want to have a discussion about those Dodger dogs because Briones is still in the studio. Yeah. And he is going to give us an update on this Dodger dog situation <laughs> that we have discussed for months. Okay. So he says they're good. I, well, let, look, just don't, don't give it away yet. He, I don't know if he said that or not. Let's go to Miklo in Monterey Park. Miklo. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey. LZ, I want to congratulate you on the promotion. Good luck to you in the future, my brother. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, my man. Appreciate you. Okay, I just want to give a quick perspective and defend the booty pads. Okay. Okay, I want to defend the booty pads because if you're in a relationship, I defend the booty pads. Ah. Why? Because you're we're we're visual creatures. We love it if it's enhanced. If it looks bigger, better. He likes holding a whole lot of nothing. So but all right, I understand. If you're single, that's deception. That's yeah. false advertisement. <laughs> that's a different story. You know what I mean? All right, if so here's a question for you. Okay. If you're with somebody who wears the booty pads and you know that ass ain't theirs, then who are they wearing the booty pads for? Because it ain't for like you. Because it ain't for like you. I said, like I said, if you're in a relationship, this is acceptable. Why? Because they're doing it more for their their ego, sort of thing. Their speak. own self-esteem or whatever. Bad. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But when you're single... You're doing that for, for almost like trying to fish. You know what I mean? And let's say who's going to catch. And once you catch, it's going to be like surprise. It's <laughs> a flash. Major there is a surprise, Major. LZ. There is that. There is no doubt. What um, happened to that? Yeah. That element that is go? actually an interesting way to describe it. Yes. So I, you're saying if a sister or brother's wearing booty pads in a relationship, they just doing it for their own glow up. 
Exactly. Right, because the partner knows that the booty pads are there. Like anything else. Exactly. Yeah. That's fair. It's a fair argument. All right, I'm going to give you some booty pads then and see what happens. <laughs> All right, Miklo, thank you, buddy. Thanks, bro. Okay, thank you. Good luck, everybody. Later, dog. See ya. All right, our buddy Manuel. Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, Sedano? What's up, Caps? But LZ, my man, hey, congratulations, man. I'm so happy for you. Selfishly, I'm mad because I won't be able to hear you every day no more. But man, all together, true. Stay tuned. Big, big ups, brother. Oh, all Thank right, you, good, man. good. I, I hope so because, uh, man, you bring something to the table at ESPN that uh, I don't think anybody else could, honestly. So, as far as the Thanks, butt bro. pads, hey, man. Uh, ever since I'm gonna get you, sucker, and you know this, LZ. <laughs> we talked man, about it, bro. Nah, they're <laughs> out. That that is not cool. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're a volleyball player. Man, stay away from the butt pads. Seriously, that, that's not not kosher at all. Fellas, keep up the great work. And, man, LZ again, man, hats off to you, brother. Thanks, bro. I appreciate you. And you're right, man. We talked about I'm going to get you sucker earlier. When I saw that scene, I was like, ooh, you got to inspect some stuff before you go home with it. Mm-hmm. You gotta- George, I want to correct what you said, though. I don't want a booty pad. I actually need a booty pad. You see the okay. difference? Are you a see volleyball that? player like Manuel said or no? No, no, not at all. It's just I'm, I'm a flat-ass white guy is what I am. And oh, so well, I need okay. I don't think versus want, you know? I think there's others. So no, how, do that's you have, how do you have these nice legs as a kicker, who, a guy who played college football Thank and, you. And, and kicked in the NFL, and not have a booty? Just no Because I haven't seen that combination before. <laughs> oh, Check I me have, out. it happens all the time. Really? Yes. All the, the time. And you know why? Because particularly my heterosexual brothers, they ignore their asses. Mm-hmm. That's what they, I say. They don't do squats. Yep. They ain't trying to do no 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 hip abductor exercises. They don't think it's necessary. Preach. And so I see it all the time, George. It's like the dudes that only works up the upper body and don't do any leg days. Mm-hmm. And then they walk around looking all lopsided and stuff. Right. But particularly when it comes to hitting the glutes. Now, the reason why I hit the glutes, besides the obvious reason, the other reason why I hit the glutes is because that's where your explosion comes from. Right. If you play ball, if you play tennis, you play any sport that causes you to, to quickly change directions, you need that core. You need that in order to play that sport well. That's why hockey players always got big asses yeah. because it requires them to have that explosion. But yeah. regular dudes, George... Man, they be skipping all the time because they think, one, it's for the ladies, yeah. and two, if dudes do it, that means they're gay. Now, in my case, they're true, but it doesn't mean that <laughs> it doesn't mean that there's no benefits for straight dudes to have a great ass because mm-hmm. even if you don't want to show it off, it just makes you look stronger. I mean, look at Larry mm-hmm. Fitzgerald. Man, that thing breaks walnuts. We yeah. like nice booties, okay? Girls do, too. I like a man with a booty. Just saying. Listen, not that y'all ask, but I, I, I'm going to say anyways. I'm just saying, the number of times I've been to the gym and I can just walk up to the squat bar and it could be packed, but the squat bar be all empty and stuff. I'm like going, okay. Unless the girl's <laughs> around. Yeah. Unless the so, girl's around. real quick, because we only got two and a half minutes here or less. Yep. Brionis is in the studio. Si. Brionis, hey. you have been pro 
Dodger dog. You were there yesterday. You tried mm, the Dodger yeah. dog. Mm. What say you about the Dodger dog after this long debate we've had for months here? It's the same damn hot dog I had the last time no, I went not. to the Dodger Stadium. Same <laughs> yep. thing. It's no. just a hot dog. You Tell add ketchup to oh. it. And that's it. Just a hot dog. It's not okay, a Dodger dog. You he drowns it. Drowns you, hold it. on. No, it's drowns not. It's it two packages of ketchup. Okay, let me finish. <laughs> two packages of ketchup. That's all it was. Two packages of ketchup. The little individual packages. You and Greg read a story about a hot dog change, and all uh-huh. of a sudden you guys become no, no, no. hot no, dog carnivores no, or whatever. No. You, First no, of all, I didn't read no story. I went before, so stop with that. But you you heard no, it on social no, media. No, I didn't. You followed Greg. No, I didn't. Like, come on. No, that was the next come day. On. Everything happened the next day. What about the, the dog you ate day. after the hot What kind of hot dog was the one you ate last night after the game? Oh, that one's good. Oh, what kind of hot dog is it? Is that I don't a Farmer care. John? It was good. Okay, that's my point. Thank it you. It was a you just good my point. street you. dog. It's just a regular hot dog, people. Regular hot it's dog. It's not. Enjoy it's it. Not, it's you tell not him, Jorge. Hey. <laughs> good job, man. He good job. Out, Way to do research. No, dog. he's just, Why'd you turn off my mic off? I didn't turn off your mic. <laughs> You're the one turning <laughs> off your mic. Oh, wow. Okay? Wow. Wow. And guys, do some squats. Come on. It's not that hard, man. I know. He's over here showing me his butt. Yeah, just don't do deadlifts like me because then you end up hurting your back. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. All right, gracias. Football is life. What is life? Oh, Ted Lasso. I gotta watch the new episode. I haven't seen the latest episode. I saw episode two uh, two nights ago. It was good. This it was much better than episode one. Good. Episode one, I fell asleep. Episode two, very good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Excellent. Excellent work, LZ Granderson. You two brothers and sisters. Excellent work, Scott Kaplan. Much love to all. Okay. Uh, Greg and Laura, great job as always. Thank you uh, for everyone who called in for our booty pad uh, discussion. Laura, thank you for getting us through a day. Uh, yeah, discussing nice job, Laura. Nice mostly job. booty pads uh, yeah. all day today. So it's ex- okay, extra- guys. It's okay. Ex- yeah. If you need booty pads, guys, it's okay. Find right. Amazon, Walmart, or whatever. So, all right, we're done here. Uh, we will talk to you mañana at 3.55 for LZ's last show. All right, we'll talk to you then. See you. It's not the same Dodger dog.